Hello, Insights Podcast listeners. Glad you could join us. I'm Keith Ryan Dorson, your host for today. And the question and the insight for this week will be, what are the best tax planning ideas you have or tax reduction strategies or tax reduction tactics? Am I playing the game right with the Internal Revenue Service? Am I working with Uncle Joe, Uncle Sam, Uncle Caesar, whoever it turns out to be in the White House, our system of federal income taxes, your state income taxes, your local income taxes, sales taxes, of all the different taxes, don't take the time to go add them up right now. It's a big number. Are we doing well? Are we playing the game right? Who writes tax law? So let's start with that question. As you know, it's men and women of Congress. They are legislators. They are tasked with writing the legislation that they throw over to the IRS who finishes it and creates IRC or Internal Revenue Tax Code and the laws that we live by. So the real question is, is there anything we can do to get some general tax planning ideas that are valid today and for the foreseeable future? We know tax laws and regulations can change, so it's important to consult with a qualified tax professional or financial advisor for the most up-to-date, personalized advice based on your specific situation. So sit down with us. We will go through your last three-year tax returns. We will not do tax preparation. God bless each and every one of you that's a tax preparer listening to this, whether you're a CPA, certified public accountant, an EA, an enrolled agent, or just a hard-working tax professional that's been in the trenches in the field for a while. We do not do tax preparation. We do tax planning as part of comprehensive, comprehensive financial planning, part of the planning process. Because I'm a big fan of Warren Buffett, and he said an idiot with a plan can be a genius without one. So we're very pro-planning, and I think tax planning is an important segment of the comprehensive or complete planning process. So with that in mind, here are up to 12 ideas or insights specifically that you can do for your best tax planning. Number one, some of these are going to be very familiar, but here we go. Maximize retirement contributions. Yes, we all know there's free money out there from your employers. I say free, they're putting their money in. They want the deduction, so they want you to put money away as the employee. It might be 6%. It might be more or less. Check with your employer from McDonald's on up, Intel, Boeing, Johnson & Johnson, wherever you may find yourself gainfully employed. And if they have a retirement plan, yes, a 401k, a 403b, a 457, you get the idea. Find out if there's any kind of ways of contributing to a retirement plan. Because plans like this or similar plans offer tax advantages. They're tax deductible in most cases. They're tax deferred in most cases. They might have a Roth provision, which would be after tax, never taxed again. But traditional contributions in a regular 401k, for example, may reduce your taxable income in the year of the contribution, while the Roth contributions might offer a tax-free withdrawals in retirement. So it's time to sit down with a planner, a professional, Look at your exact circumstances and find out if you're doing all you can do. What are the maximums? What are the minimums? What happens if you don't do it? Can we go back later and make it up? The short answer is no. So a lot of these retirement contributions are you use them each year as you progress through life and 
you take advantage of them. You cannot say, oh, I should have done that. That sounds really great. I'll go back and catch up the last five years, last 10 years. You cannot. So you have to do it as you go. You snooze, you lose. Or these windows of tax planning open and close each year, make sure you're taking advantage of the timing of these open and close windows. Number two, utilized tax advantaged accounts. Not all accounts are the same. So when clients ask me, what do I need to do? Well, we have to get the right type of account. That's going to be a health savings account or an individual retirement account or a Roth IRA account, whatever type of account. Each account has some type of tax treatment. Might be fully taxable, might be tax deferred, might be taxed up front. They all have different rules. So get the right kind of container. If you were going to plan a house plant, I would tell you, make sure you get the right container, make sure you get the right potting mix or the soil, the nutrients the plant's going to need to live, the right environment, if you will, and then pick the right investments or plants. As soon as you have container and soil and plant, and then a little bit of sunshine, a little bit of water, and you don't overlove on it or underlove on it and balance it just right, you're probably going to get something to grow and end up with a green thumb. So number two, utilize tax-advantaged accounts. HSAs, health savings accounts, FSAs, flexible spending accounts, allow you to save money for medical expenses or dependent care with pre-tax dollars. So find out what the pros, what the cons, what the requirements are. Do you qualify? What do you have to do exactly? Each of these, there's a lot of devil in the detail, but use the right type of accounts. They were created for your benefit. Congress has done some good things for us. We might as well find out which ones might fit in our parking lot, if you will. Number three, choose your investments wisely. Holding investments for at least a year, I like to think typically two years, but capital gains wise one year before selling them can lead to lower capital gains or cap gain, capital gains tax rates. Consider tax efficient investment strategies and options such as index funds or tax-managed funds or tax-free municipal bonds or Roths or super Roths or life insurance. There's many, many ideas. Each investment, each plant, each decision has a different impact, and you don't want to take the sweet success out of a nice investment for you and find out later after you're doing your taxes that with your tax professional in January through April 15th time frame, well, that was not fun. That took any fun out of that investing at all. Let's do the pre-planning. Let's get ready for this and do it once and do it right, if at all possible. Number four in tax planning ideas, tax loss harvesting. So tax loss harvesting is basically selling investments that have experienced losses that can offset capital gains and potentially reduce your overall tax liability. So for example, you buy an investment, $100,000 worth. I'm just making up the math because it works the same with whatever figure. And you made money. Yeah, you have a capital gains. If you held it less than a year, it's going to be a short-term gain. If you own that investment for longer than a year, it'll be at current capital gains rates. Now, if we have a loss that we can sell during the same tax year or same tax window, and now we have a loss and we have a gain, we can net out. The short-term gain goes with the short-term loss. The long-term gain goes with the long-term loss, and you may not owe taxes on it. So your timing of all this matters. So if you get an insight from today's podcast, timing matters. Do you want to take it this year? Do you want to delay it till other years? Do we want to defer it? Do we want to bundle it? Do we? There's a lot of things we can do 
Tax loss harvesting is another tool that I want you to have in your investment toolbox or in your tax planning toolbox. Be aware of the wash sale rules that prevent you from immediately repurchasing the same investment. So if you go, ooh, that sounds like a good idea, tax loss harvesting, I haven't actively utilized that strategy yet. Well, they know that if you're going to buy and sell stocks just for tax loss harvesting, that's not going to work. So it might say, wait a minute, you've got to wait 31 days. You're doing that just for taxes. It is a tool, but like all good tools, there's a right way to use it. You should use a rake in the garden, but you shouldn't leave it up. So if somebody steps on it, they get whacked in the head with it. Tax loss harvesting is a very powerful tool, but let's use the rake the way the rake was designed or tax loss harvesting as it was designed, because otherwise it can cause damage as well. Number five in best tax planning ideas and insights, charitable donations. As you know, donating to qualified charities can result in deductions on your tax return. Consider donating highly appreciated or appreciated assets to avoid capital gains tax while still receiving a deduction for the fair market value. So if you have something that you no longer are using and someone else could benefit from it, go find a 501c3, that's tax code for a nonprofit company, corporation, entity, that basically says we're not subject to tax. So most 501c3s, the Red Cross, uh, Sunshine Acres, you get the idea, they're all around us, Goodwill, you can make charitable donations, your church or things similar to that. So there's always need. You might want to consider getting some tax planning donations for that as well. Number six, education savings accounts. Most people think of the 529 or 529 plan, the Covidel Education Savings Accounts, or ESAs, can also help saving for educational expenses while potentially offering some state deductions, state tax deductions, or credits. So if you have people going back to school at any age and they have an educational interest, let's do that. So if you have a philanthropy or a giving interest, let's work on charitable donations. If you have an education for anyone in your family, let's look at some of the education savings accounts. What your needs, what your interests are, what your passions are can be harnessed in the wonderful world of tax planning to lower the amount of taxes that you're forced to pay to the Internal Revenue Service each year. We're supposed to get really good at this game because it is a very ongoing, increasingly complicated game. Number seven, timing of income and deductions. So here's a powerful insight. Number seven today on our list of 12, timing of income and expenses. Depending on your tax bracket, it might make sense to defer income or accelerate expenses into different tax years to optimize your tax liability. So timing matters. Think through it. Stop, drop, and think. Get with a professional and figure out, am I doing this the best possible way? You can run scenarios. You can load your software. Your tax planner and you and your tax preparation professional can all work together. Let's look at the timing of income and expenses. Number eight, homeownership deductions. As most of you know, on this Insights podcast, mortgage interest and property taxes on your primary residence can be deductible. Most of us have taken advantage of that or are doing so currently. Additionally, if you sold a home, you might be eligible to exclude capital gains up to a certain limit. 
Typically, it's two fifty for a single, up to half a million dollars for married, filing jointly. But check with your professionals, find out what it is, see if that's changed. But most of you know that home ownership gives you deductions. Number nine, business deductions. If you are a business owner, small business owner, medium business owner, large business owner, doesn't matter. Ensure you're taking advantage of all eligible deductions, including home office expenses, business-related travel, and equipment purchases. Check into Section 179 or ask your tax professionals how that works. There are homeowner deductions, so you homeowners should rejoice. If you're a business owner in this country, I believe that if you're not a business owner, you're paying more than your fair share taxes. They need your innovation. They need your thoughts, your products, your services. They're encouraging business. The code still supports that. You might want to use that as one of the better tax planning ideas. Number 10, estate planning, E-S-T-A-T-E. So proper estate planning can help minimize estate taxes and ensure your assets are transferred efficiently to your heirs. So some of you have never got your estate planning done. Some of you have done it, but it's been more than three years since you've reviewed it. So make sure your parachute's packed, your ducks are in a row, your house is in order. I've heard it worded different ways, but it all boils down to if you have loved ones in your life and you own material blessings, you might want to get your documents together. Make sure the thoughts in your head are down in a written form, Because every single state has a probate process and you will learn about estate planning or your heirs will be learning a step out of estate planning. You might as well do it proactively. Remember the old saying about Warren Buffett, an idiot with a plan does better than a genius without one? Well, that's also true in the world of estate planning. Number 11, tax credits. Research and claim eligible tax credits such as the earned income tax credit, the EITC, the child tax credit, and education-related credits, there might be a credit or more for you that's appropriate. Credits are awesome. Tax credits are dollar-for-dollar reduction. They're better than any deduction out there. There's some nice deductions out there, but a credit wins every time because it instantly goes to 100% dollar-for-dollar. And number 12, state tax consideration. Be mindful of the specific tax laws in your state, Some states have no income tax, while others have varying tax rates and regulations. I mean, if you're living in New York or New Jersey or California, you're going to different tax rates than Nevada or Florida, for example. So it does make a difference. So we might as well get good at tax planning, federal, state, and local. So remember that tax planning should be aligned with your overall financial goals and should take into account changes in your personal and financial situation And consulting with a qualified tax professional can help you make the most informed decisions tailored to your circumstances. I'm Keith Ryan Dorson. Thanks for being part of the Insights family. See you next time. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. No information included is intended to substitute specific individualized advice in any life matter, including tax, estate, legal, financial, medical, or otherwise. We recommend that you discuss your specific situation with your team of qualified professionals. No information voiced here should be taken as a guarantee or promise of future financial performance. 
Financial information discussed in this podcast should not be used for decision-making purposes, as it may not apply to your specific situation. No investment is suitable for all investors, and all investments carry risk. Please consult with your financial advisor before making financial decisions. The speakers in this podcast are not compensated. You are not obligated to use the services of any of the entities referenced and may choose any qualified professional to provide professional services. Securities and advisor services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial planning offered through Wise World Investment Planning, a registered investment advisor, and a separate entity from LPL Financial.